I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 140. Want to rock your mortgage business? Then crank up the volume with your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here from I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show, I have Lisa Pellerin of the LA Mortgage Team. She's part of the Mortgage Intelligence Network. This is an update show. I had Lisa on the show originally way back on episode 47. And Lisa today shares about how anniversary calls have really made a big difference in her business. Also, she shares how coaching her clients on how to avoid payment shock has been a great way to invest in her database. And she talks about the two things that she wished she knew sooner. And hint, one of them is going to talk about targeting a niche, and the other one is building a team. These things are all valuable things that we need to be thinking about as mortgage brokers. Lisa and her business partner, Anna Cruz, run a very successful mortgage practice in Burlington, Ontario. I think you're going to enjoy this interview. Check it out. This episode is sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta. Now, normally when we have a sponsor for the show, it's because I've personally used their product or service and I can give them a 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I don't personally do B deals. So I decided to do some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West, and I found that everyone I talked to said they were fast, down-to-earth, and underwrote deals if they made sense, which is exactly what you're looking for in a B lender. Another cool thing about Pioneer West is they still have money to lend. I've been hearing some lenders are running low on cash, not these guys. So if you're a broker looking for a place your next B deal in BC or Alberta, check out Pioneer West Acceptance and tell them you heard about them at I Love Mortgage Broker. This episode is also sponsored by Lendful.ca. Lendful is an unsecured lending platform that does unsecured loans up to $35,000. They're super easy to work with. You simply send them an email, intro to your client, and they take care of the rest. Your client fills out an application, and if an approval is issued, the client will get the money deposited into their bank account, usually within 24 to 48 hours. Oh, and they'll pay you 1% of the balance's referral fee. Check them out at Lendful.ca and check out this episode with Lisa. Hey, Lisa, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. So I always love getting guests that I've had on in the past and then I like to do an update, see what's new, what's happening. And I, I know that you guys have a very successful mortgage practice. So what's one thing that's really been working well for you guys right now? Thanks. You know, we are, it's so hard to believe we're in our fifth year as LA Mortgage Team. And what we're really focused on is reaching out to our clients and keeping on top of that communication as well as our partners. So we're seeing a lot of repeat business in the past year and so far this year. So we're managing a lot of uh, renewals coming up and refinance requests. Okay. So what kind of ways are you reaching out to your past clients? So we like to call our clients um, and request for an annual review, whether that's in person or on the phone. A lot of people now want to do things um, on the phone and then we'll send an email recap to them based on our discussions. So, Okay, so how, like, how many of your clients will actually do the annual review with, review with you? I think we have, uh, I would say it's about maybe a, a 70%. So we kind of focus on... Um, the clients that we've helped in the last couple of years, calling those clients and then the ones earlier, it's actually quite often time for a renewal or if they were in a short-term mortgage, then we're having a refinance discussion. But we do find actually it's quite successful. A lot are not coming in to meet with us. They do want to have a discussion. Um, and then what we'll do is send them an email recap saying, you know, based on your personal situation today, based on your goals, um, 
and we, we like to recommend an, a payment increase each year. So it's kind of our strategy we've taken from day one where let's pretend. Like how, mu- how much of it, is there a certain percent that you recommend or a certain dollar amount? Like how do you determine, is there a formula you guys use? Yes. So what we do is we, you know, starting from day one, because we're in such a low interest rate market, we like to, let's assume that we're in a 5% let's assume the, the mortgage is at 5%. What does that look like in terms of a payment increase each year? And then let's implement that. So we'll have a discussion and say, you know, how is you know any employment changes? Are you saving for RSPs, emergency funds, things like that? Can you increase your payment by say $80? So we'll figure out their mortgage at 5%, really divided by five and increase the payment. It's, it's quite simple, but that way I remember when five, five and a half percent was a really great five-year mortgage rate. So that wasn't that long ago. So we want to avoid clients from experiencing that rate shock if that should ever be the norm again. And then obviously it's an amazing way, the most effective way to pay down your mortgage, um, save interest and, and just build your equity faster is by making these lump sum extra payments. So, okay, actually I've done a, I have a calculator that I spent not a insignificant amount of money getting created and we, it sounds like you guys sound like we're like, you know, we're, you're like my sister. <laughs> we, what we recommended was a 5%. We do a biweekly payments and you do, a, do you do biweekly payments or what do you usually recommend on that side? I do. I mean, I explain the, the benefits of the accelerated biweekly versus monthly if it's manageable. Uh, but what is everything? Oh, I hate saying now, but what, yeah. Oh, you, what, yeah. Uh, we're going to, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bleep that out. What am I going to say now? What beats everything? You know what? This is just fake mortgage advice, fake mortgage advice. Yeah. You're listening to right now, people. <laughs> exactly. Every time I say that now, I think, oh, I don't want to say that. But what, what's the best is in all situations is making extra payments. That is more beneficial than biweekly or monthly. So I think it what's most important for clients, depending on the situation, is especially first-time home buyers, let's say, that are used to paying monthly by renting and switching into now, you know, home ownership, perhaps biweekly will be too much right out of the gate. So whatever based on their income and cash flow, things like that, adjust their payment accordingly. Obviously accelerated biweekly has benefits. So that's what we recommend, but we also show them the difference. So this is accelerated biweekly. This is monthly over the term. And then, but really let's take it a step up from there and let's add and increase your mortgage payment each year to bring it up to 5% by the end of the fifth year so that you are not going to experience interest rate shock. Right. That's really good advice. So the, our calculator, the way the, when we've done the math, so if you take a 25-year mortgage, same idea, We and you put in a 5%, you take a biweekly payment with a 5% bump every year, a 25-year mortgage is done in like 15 years in one month. If you continue to compound the you know, the payment increases, of course, that's going to be, might be challenging at the end, but it's still a pretty effective way to re- eliminate interest. So I think it's a great idea. Okay. So that's amazing. I want that calculator. I'll s- you'll send it to you hundred <laughs> percent. I think that's great. And you'll, I can show you it's Yeah. I'll send you a copy and you can play that 2% turns it into an 18 year mortgage. Like you change the, you know, if they can't do a 5% bump, you do 2% and oh, look, you're more, you just knock seven years off your mortgage. So people get excited and they should because then the money's in their pocket, right? Not the not the lenders. Well, it's so important. I'll just add something quickly. I mean, it's one thing if you're a first-time home buyer and you're in your 20s, you think, well, you know, I'm going to have my mortgage forever and ever and I'm okay with that right now or I've got still a lot of mortgage years. I'm going to still be selling and buying. But a lot of my clients are 
middle age, they're refinancing or they're buying their final home and they still have a hefty mortgage. And I think a big problem is that we're going to find more and more people in their 60s, 70s and, and 80s with a mortgage. Like they really need to start tackling this down and implementing some of these things and being more aggressive because more people are going to a either not be able to retire or be retiring with a more a sizable mortgage. Mm-hmm. I think that's the market that really needs to start taking this more seriously. I totally agree. So it's impressive though, that if you are getting 70% of your clients, even in a phone call. And so in that annual review process, what do you say to get them to call you back? Do you like say, Hey, I stole your dog. And if you don't phone me, like how, like what's your saying that make them get that many people on the phone with you? Well, we use also different means. So we'll email, we'll call. And sometimes also we have really connected well with our clients through social media. So my friend list is no longer just my friend list, although many clients are friends, but we have really engaged with our clients through social media. So it's amazing. Now I have so many friends, clients emailing me on messenger. You know what? It's keeping it to the point. Let's review your mortgage. Let's have a quick discussion and let's increase your payment. Let me just do some number crunching for you. Are you guys setting that conversation up? Hey, I'm getting your mortgage, but I'm not going to just go away. I'm actually going to help you pay it off. And so do you, is that what you guys do? Like, how does that work? Well, exactly. So when we first meet with clients, we do tell them that, you know, we are going to keep in touch through various channels. It's not just calls. I, to be honest, I wish I called more than I do. Sometimes it is emails. Sometimes it's other channels, but you're going to hear from us and uh, we are going to reach out. We do want to increase your payments. We do want to have a strategy in place, but also call me anytime because we all know that, you know, do we have a perfect system? Do I have a perfect system? No, there are clients that I probably haven't called. Like, to be honest, we are still perfecting this system. We now actually have a support team in place, which I'm ecstatic about because, you know, it's not, it's not a perfect system. So there's still probably a a 10% gap of people that I've called. I've missed that annual review call, but in general, we do. You do as much as you can, right? You know what? I yeah, find if you not, call and leave this message, say, hey, I'm just sitting out in front of your house and you're not calling me back. This is a little awkward. I can see you. No, and then usually they'll phone you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. Do that. I tried it once. It failed miserably. No. <laughs> so, okay. What's one thing that you've learned in the last year that you wish you knew sooner? I can think of two things that come to mind. Can, okay. Can, two things then. One's bonus. Yeah. I always have more than one answer. Anyone that knows me knows I, I am just full of words, but one thing for sure is, and I think because I came, I've you know been in the industry for a long time and going from banking to becoming a mortgage agent. Now it's been five years. And I think that what I really should have done from day one is really focused on my niche market. Don't be everything to everyone. And I had my, where I'm focused on now, my market group is kind of what I've always been focused on, but it's also where I focused when I was working at the bank in terms of my niche market. So which is what, what's your niche? What's your niche? So self-employed clients, definitely. I did small business commercial lending at the bank and I've always worked with self-employed. I have a family of self-employed history. So that's, you know, a real passion of mine. And so I wish that what I did right from the start was not to try to be everything to everyone. Although of course we were not going to turn away clients necessarily, uh, but really just target your niche. So focus on, you know, who are the clients that I have the most experience with helping? Where do I see myself adding value? Who are those centers of influence that I should also focus on? So I do wish that I I kind of fine tuned that a little earlier, although it was always kind of in the mix 
I really want to, I, I think there's a lot of value in becoming that expert in a certain field. But again, as well, I have amazing clients and friends that will refer first time home buyers, really involved in a great real estate investment group. So there's a lot of other business that I enjoy and that I do, but. Right. Okay. What was the second thing that you said you wish you knew that, okay, so you would focus on a niche or niche. Is it niche or niche or maybe it's just. I say niche, but tomato, tomato, who knows? I think it's niche. (laughs) Okay. So what's the second thing that you wish you would have learned sooner? Okay. The second thing really is the importance of uh, support team. So I have an amazing business partner and we have an amazing team of agents, but really it is finding that right person to be that document conditions fulfillment person. This is necessary. I feel anyone in the business, you're doing this full time. This is your career, your passion. You really need someone to, you can get so bogged down by the condition fulfillment piece of our business. It's a lot of back and forth. You are, you know, it's like your, it's your billable time. You have to spend your time reaching out to clients, making new contacts, getting out in the community and not following up on a pay step, things like that. So I think early on. So how does your team structured? So there's, so if I'm a client, I call in or I can't get, I contact you, then walk me through sort of in, you know, 60 seconds, what uh, and I put that time limit on there for you. Yeah, I know. There's a reason for. There's that. a reason for the time limit. So <laughs> at 60 seconds, walk me through. Okay, what happens from first call to where does your assistant come in and where do you come in again and how does that look? Okay, so I'll be very quick. So we are still very much front and focused. You know, with our clients, they're referred to us. So we either take every we either have that initial conversation over the phone or we'll meet with someone. But I think more often than not, it's a, a phone conversation, understand what the client's looking for, take the application. We still do that. Take it to the approval stage. Now we have a very experienced, amazing conditions fulfillment specialist. She's called our client care specialist, Mm -hmm. Raylene, and she will work from approval right to the end. So she's very experienced. Do you meet your clients face-to-face? Do you do it all? It sounds like you do a lot of phone work. Well, we do initially. So it really depends on the client. So either a lot of my self-employed clients, they do want to meet first. I'll go to their place of business or they'll come to my office. Uh, So it depends on the client. But a lot of times we can get things started on the phone in the interest of time. As far as signing goes, I do leave it up to the client. We have a beautiful office in Burlington with lots of parking. If you want to come meet me at my office and I'll do my best to meet the hours that work for them or a phone signing. So it just depends on what they prefer. Some prefer everything on the phone. And so we will scan the documents and we'll have a phone appointment. So we still review everything as if we were face-to-face, mm-hmm. however, on the phone, or we will meet face-to-face, whatever their preference is. And I think that's important because, you know, we get paid well for what we do. And I think that, you know, the, if the client really feels, some do feel a sense of comfort to meet face-to-face and it's relationships. Okay. You do the, you'll do that, obviously signing appointment. And then, okay, what happens after that? Do you have someone else on your team that picks it up? It's kind of for the database and the like client, like client for life. Pro- what do you do after that basically? Yep. So then actually our client care manager or specialist, I should say, Raylene will, she'll do some follow-up and she does all the follow-up also with the lawyers, orders, appraisals, everything. She'll input them into our amazing iDesk that mortgage intelligence offers and all of the aftercare in terms of any questions the clients have. Um, she will handle. Now, we also have a new business development manager, Amy, and she is fabulous. So she helps us 
Anna and I have, and as my business partner, we always have a lot of great ideas with different events and things like that. So our post-funding follow-up is Anna and I calling our clients, do you have any questions, you know, et cetera. But we are now heavily involved with actually executing all of our events and our ideas that we've had around that post-funding relationship that Amy manages. So for instance, we're now organizing a summer kickoff barbecue in June. We're doing a food for kids, Easter food drive and lots of different things. We're focused on the community. So our clients are engaged with this process. Amy's reaching out. We've done some video introductions. So there's a lot of post-funding follow-up. Mm-hmm. That is only going to get better and better since Amy has joined our team. Right. Okay. So, so you basically have there's you you and your business partner basically do the sales side of it. You've got your client care specialist who takes it from approval to to closing, basically or compliance, and then from there you have someone else who's basically helps with marketing, uh, network like networking events and or stuff like that. I think that's actually genius. So, have you guys done? events in the past or what made you prompted you to I've been talking to other people about sort of community events and actually it's an area of weakness for us and I'm like okay we got to fix that so what made you guys decide to jump into that or have you been doing it all the time and just well we've been a couple of party girls let me tell you I mean we have had some big events and but we've had so many more that we've talked about but honestly there's just so many hours in the day and to properly you know see it to fulfillment there's so many things that are still in the cloud so to speak so more to come, but what we've already done in the past, which miraculously Anna and I have arranged, are three client appreciation parties. So we had a really big grand opening party, and then two years in a row, we booked out a restaurant. It was always the end of January, so after the holidays, and we had cocktails, appetizers, two really awesome restaurants in Burlington that allowed us to book out the uh, their entire restaurant. And it went from about, say, one to four. Mm-hmm. And we had a full house every time. We invited, of course, our lender partners, our you know business development managers, our head office. I mean, everybody and anybody, our referral sources, our realtors, our clients, their families. It was so much fun. We had amazing sponsorship for prizes. We did a trip for two for two years for the grand draw. That'll get everybody out. For two years? What do you mean for two years? So for two years in a row, we did our LA getaway, which was a trip for two. And one client... Where do you send them to LA? It was a, It's a travel voucher, actually. I know. And everybody would ask that. We thought we could possibly do that one year. And everyone asks what LA stands for, which I'll, it's Lisa and Anna. <laughs> I know. I asked you this when I interviewed the first time. I'm like, what? I, so I'm like, that's such a great name, LA. Like, Los, it, sound, it sounds like you're right on the cutting edge of cool, right? So cool. Everyone's asking all the time. It's so funny, which I guess it makes sense because why would you, you know, what's with LA? But anyhow, but it wasn't for LA. It was actually they could choose where they wanted to go. We're doing things a little different this year because we did a lot of research and people are a little less enthused about an annual draw where one person kind of takes the cake and we just didn't get a lot of excitement from it so we're actually breaking it up now we're doing more social media giveaways and prizes so we actually had an event in february for valentine's where clients won dinner for two and movies like a date night so we're breaking it up now instead of one person receiving the amazing prize which is great but now also it would cost a a small wedding to to have, have this event in addition to the trip. So we're going to do a lot more, more often where more people, you know, get to enjoy. We have some amazing prizes at our um, barbecue that we're 
setting up in June where there'll be two big prizes uh, on a draw. So sharing the love, more people will be happy. And I, and I think it's, yeah. That's a good idea. That's really good. So what's one tool or app that you can't live without? Well, we actually are so lucky to have partnered with the best app developer in Canada, Ben with the Canadian Mortgage app. So to be honest, we have a personal app that we actually can share also with our agents and we utilize in front of our clients. I highly recommend people check out Canadian Mortgage app. He is able to create a personalized app for your business and it has the best technology as far as comparing, say, mortgage details with one house versus the other house, property tax calculations, land transfer tax calculations, mortgage payment scenarios, all on the fly. So quite often, it's on our, it's a mobile app, obviously on our phone, but I'll bring my iPad into work, which has a much larger screen and it's so user-friendly. We can show different scenarios and then just very easily send a PDF copy to our clients. It's really cool and our clients love it. Hmm, that's awesome. And how long have you guys been using it? We have been using that now probably over two years. He actually did a recent enhancement where we could share it with our realtor partners. So our realtors have an app and it's branded with their face, their business, their branding and logo, et cetera. And then if their clients have any questions, it'll come back to us. But it's a great tool for them. So there's been a lot of enhancements. He's really cutting edge and always thinking of the next steps. So it's been two or three years, but we've really utilized it more the past, uh, I'd say, year and a half, especially with, you know, it depends on who your target market is. But those first time homebuyers, I mean, this is what they're looking for. And they want to be out looking, looking on their phones. Everyone's looking at their phones all the time. So mm-hmm. you need to kind of cater to that as sad as it is sometimes. Yeah. That everyone's looking at their phones. Yeah, no, it's totally true. So, okay, that's a pretty, I've, I've actually heard of it before, but, and I've had someone else mention to me, but I, I'm going to have to look into that again. So now another question I want to ask you about is like, how important is the phone to your guys' business? Because I've found talking to people that the phone is like, I mean, other than face-to-face, it's the, you know, the most powerful way to build connection. So what are your, yeah, what's your thoughts on, and how, like, yeah, is that? That's, yes, it does. To be honest, the phone is so important and there's so many days I have call reluctance. The call reluctance is real. <laughs> I mean, you have days where days where I'm on fire. I like to think I'm on fire. I try to make more calls. And take, you take, you're like, I got to take notes on myself. I'm doing so good today. So some days you're like, and then other days you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I fell downstairs. Yeah. Other days I, I'm tripping over every word. So that's an admin day. When I feel like I'm on fire, then I really want to maximize that. And but the phone is so important. So to be honest, there's when, and this is exactly my point of having that assistant, that condition fulfillment person, because if you don't, then actually you find your day will fly by and you are working on your deals. You're working on conditions. You're, you could spend hours on email and you're not making the calls. So mm-hmm. we really need to free up some more time. My calls have not been as often and as frequent as I would have liked in this past year, truth be told. So we now have where we've been really focused on our systems and kind of changing things up. We've looked back over the past four years. What are we going to do? How are we going to do things different? And I need to make more calls. I do believe, and I'm going to test myself because it's, I haven't been calling as much lately as we've kind of laying down and implementing new processes, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be doing a call blitz. And I know that once that is done, then I'm going to receive callbacks and new leads and referrals. But I just think it's important anyways, that's relationship building. You can't just, you know, set up a mortgage and and be 
present with clients at that time and then leave them. You can't just love them and leave them. Can't love them and leave them, right? Exactly. And then they feel very used. (laughs) So am I calling as much as I would have liked in the past? No, but we now have the structure in place and we've done that specifically so we can make more calls because I really believe it's so important. It really is. It's establishing that connection. So, hey, this is the last question. Uh, What's one thing that people can't find out about you from Google? Well, I just recently actually finished a half marathon race, which is the first one. Maybe that is on Google, actually, if the, if the race results are up. But I'm pretty excited about it. It was a huge goal and challenge of mine. And that was just last week. Good for you. And how, how long did you start training for that? Well, I went back into running four years ago and I've been progressing since returning. So I've been with a half marathon clinic now since October. So it's been pretty intense, but I don't know. No, no. Anytime you set a a big goal like that and you achieve it, I now, I will have to say that it's all likelihood. If I Googled your name and knew the name of the run, I'd probably find you and your race time. But I won't do that. I won't do that for you. But I think it's a fair that you're saying, hey, this is still something that's, you know, that's not work related, but it's also been important. So I really appreciate your time, Lisa. I know that you girls are going to just keep killing it. Your team structure sounds awesome. You know, the systems you're putting in place. And I'm sure I'll have you back on at some point, you know, another year or two away and we'll be like, what's going on? You'll be like, oh my gosh, we're killing it. It's so crazy. <laughs> that would be awesome. Where can people find you online? LAMortgageTeam.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thank you, Scott. Great talking to you again. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.